Hello, and welcome to Bitten by Radioactive podcast, where we give powers to a name. Hello, good evening, good morning, good whenever. We are here to build a superhero from whatever comes to our mind or whatever the internet gives us in the form of a randomly generated name. With me, of course, as always, is my good buddies Jade and Josh. Hello, guys. Hi. Good good whenever. I might start using that. I like that. <laughs> Just your, your casual, like... That way you're never wrong. Yeah. Ah, good, good whenever. It's the Tesco's basic <laughs> of uh, greetings and introductions. And a merry whenever to you. Speaking of introductions, welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> that film comes out. That film's out now. Okay. The Fallen World. I feel like you've already like, like given like shown your hand on what we're going to be doing this yeah. week. I haven't the foggiest what you mean. I'm just you're getting ahead of yourself. We we should be talking about the things we've been doing this week, such as reading comics. Who's read a comic? I read a comic about dinosaurs. Did you? Did you actually? No. Or no, it's not. It's just like when dinosaurs. you watch Pacific Rim, but technically you read it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know Steven Spielberg made a com- He didn't make a comic. He didn't make anything. <laughs> Listen, I did actually read a very good comic this week. Do you want to hear about it? Go on. I had I had a peek, and he's stolen another one of mine, but <laughs> go on. This is another uh, TCAF treasure trove. Well, you, so, you, have, you have got a lot of stuff to use there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dense pile. Imagine a suitcase literally full of books, and that's what we have to get through. On, on the top of my pile this week is uh, Eliza by Konstantin Steshenko. We were very lucky to hang out a little bit with Constantine. He's a, a very nice fellow, let me say. And he makes very good comics as well. Eliza uh, is uh, an autobio comic about Constantine himself. He's talking to his friend about a an adventure he had uh, overseas in uh, the southeast of Asia. And it, it, it unfurls into a, a story involving true love and a very old, mysterious guru. And... Uh, Right off the bat, the first thing you notice with this comic is the sort of graphic designy flat style to it. It's it's very um very polished and very uh very clean and it's definitely very attractive. Like he uses it just like two or three colors per page, often like the same tones as well. And it just it, he does such a good job of putting you in these environments that he's traveled to. Um, sort of you got the blues that are like the chill of New York City, and you've got the oranges and yellows of uh, Thailand and uh, Laos and all those uh, very warm, humid countries. But it's it's weird how engrossing it is because there is like a mystic, mystic, magical side to it, which if I ever see him again, I will literally interrogate him for 20 minutes about. So it's 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 intriguing. And like he he's a good storyteller as well. It's a nice, tightly written story. And check it out, please. He's a good guy. That sounds too much like an endorsement. Um, we just went on one trip and yeah. No, no. Your new best friend, Constantine. <laughs> no, he's not my new best friend. Move over, Mark Ellaby. Um, <laughs> I can't take this again. <laughs> Jade, tell me. Oh, I was just going to add uh, before I tell you about what comic I've been reading that um, something I like about Constantine's work is that um, he mentioned something similar to me in that every comic he does, he redesigns so like he doesn't have a a consistent style throughout Mm. like all of his things have a very unique look to them based on what they're about which is very up my street 
So mm. with that said, um, I've been reading something not from my TCAF pile, actually. I got distracted uh, by a webcomic called How to Be Ace, Navigating Asexuality. Oh, I saw Ooh. about this. Mm, it's by Rebecca Burgess. Mm. Uh, and it's pretty self-explanatory. It's an autobiocomic about growing up as an asexual person. Um, Rebecca's comics have always, always, always appealed to me. Um, you know, she she's a big personality in the small press scene, so I've always kind of looked up to her. Um, she has really good expressions, lively characters, and mm. beautiful watercolors. Like, I don't know how Rebecca's done it. But the watercolors are always scanned perfectly. It's so tricky to get watercolors <laughs> to look good. But yeah, like they're perfect. Um, so this comic in particular is great because Rebecca has such a skill for depicting, you know, tricky topics in an easy to understand but like really fun and just like delightful way. Okay. Um, Rebecca was one of the first people I'd seen illustrate autism as a circular spectrum, for example, which mm. is like way more innovative than the line you normally see so you know rebecca's really good at getting to the the basics of topics um and asexuality is something that a lot of people can't seem to wrap their heads around despite how simple <laughs> it is so this is definitely a comic for you people um especially during pride month when you know a lot of people are trying to tell you how how to be queer and stuff hmm. happy pride month by the way <laughs> uh Dear listeners, be yourselves. And if you need to, I need a little education to be yourself, check out this very educational comic. Yeah, How to Be Ace, Navigating Asexuality. Josh, what's the follow-up? Um, it's nothing like any of those. <laughs> um, oh. I'm, I'm sorry, I feel like I've failed. No, um, I think it's more interesting if we all read wildly differing things because then we've got an interesting pool to pull from. Oh, this good. Is true. In which case, might I present to you Hellboy? Oh. Um, <laughs> Are uh, that different? Yeah, I've been reading Hellboy this week um, by Mike <laughs> Minola, John Byrne, and Mark Chiarello. Um, What's that all about, Josh? It's a kind of folklore story to do with um, Hellboy, who is a paranormal investigator, who, um, in terms of the first couple of volumes I've got, I've got this nice new omnibus edition they've done, which is why I'm reading mm. it now. Um, Hellboy is on the hunt for frogs. Cool. Frogs seem to be raining down and bringing uh, trouble in their wake. I also should mention, I guess, I'm, I'm sure people know about Hellboy in some way, but there's, I'm sure there's a pocket somewhere that might not. Hellboy is a big red guy with a rocky hand and horns. Well, he used to have horns, but then he filed them down. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Dean, are you going to say something? Uh, I was just going to briefly mention the... Uh, the film back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure we all hear his voice as Ron Perlman. No? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, those films are also gorgeous. That was my first uh, experience with Hellboy. I think that's um, going to be like a lot of people's first experience hmm. nowadays. Yeah, but no, it is amazing. It's re- like the main thing that I love about it is the colors. Ah, oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Um, so many like the blackest of blacks and really nice deep reds for mm-hmm. I mean, obviously that which they need to be for hellboy because the guy is red um and like it's always been quite interesting because dean and i went to go see mike manola draw at thought Bubble a couple of years back yeah we did and it's quite interesting seeing how he does kind of incorporate shadow into his work mm. um, like it's it's one of those cases where you watch someone draw and 
it just looks like a blob and you're like what the hell are you doing this isn't a drawing stop and then they just add like one final touch and you're like holy oh, shit yeah it's a very envied envied sorry skill when you can you know depict things in silhouette and just make mm. the like communicate with basic shapes what's going on mm. that's yeah. Minota style to a T mm. though mm. yeah I adore Hellboy um, some great folklore stuff it's really cool to see kind of a because a lot of the horror kind of stuff I read tends to be more just like unnerving kind of horror but this is more like action horror yeah mm. so it's nice nice to balance out instead of me just being creeped out it's like yeah frogs <laughs> <laughs> And it has that great panel. Uh, everyone should Google it where Hellboy shouts at a monkey with a gun saying, watch out, the monkey's got a gun. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's Have the you not be- seen that, Jade? No. Oh, we'll show it to you later. Hellboy has, a, like, with the horror, there is actually still these great little humor pockets that mm. they are quite surreal, obviously, in terms of watch out, that monkey's got a gun or <laughs> something to do with I've been drinking with skeletons today, so I'm a bit grouchy. Well, that's that, that kind of the stuff. kind of thing you can only get right with a deadpan hero like Hellboy. Ron, Ron, mm. you were going to say Ron Perlman, weren't you? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's Hellboy. It's just good. It's, I it is, yeah. I'm, I'm going to stick the old stamp on it. It's just good. Sweet. Bueno. So, uh, we've got a, as you mentioned, Jay, we have a nice variety of ingredients for our stew. Um, but stepping away from comics for a little bit, um, Dean, welcome. Is, is Jurassic Park out? <laughs> Welcome to Jurassic Park. Whoa, what? I didn't realize. <laughs> Thank you, Jade. Thank you. Actually, you should put like a, a minor tone on that because goodbye to Jurassic Park. It, it's a fallen kingdom now. Oh, it's sorry. dead. Yeah, fallen the... franchise. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh, well, well, controversial decisions and choices and opinions. They're not controversial. They're quite correct. The last film was. Pr- is- it was all right, I guess. But stop milking it. Stop milking those dinosaur teats. In the meantime, how about we come up with a dinosaur of our own? Please. This was what my whole childhood was. Go on. <laughs> so this is a dinosaur name generator. Real simple stuff. All I need is a first name, a color, and a birth month. Orange. I'm I'm picking orange straight away. Well, Jade's jumping right in there. So let's go ahead. Put the name Jade in. Cut a. Oh, we don't have an orange. We have a yellow or a red. What? Of all Both the colors to colors. choose, there's gray. Yeah, what, what I'd like is blue or purple, please. Can you try and make a decision? <laughs> Teal or puce? Well, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, red because. No, I'm don't make to... my decisions for me. Gray. Oh, okay. You, you want gray? Yes, then. give me gray. Sure. And you were born in the month of uh, June? Yep. So your name is. J.D. Lamus. Say, say again? A, a Jada Lamus. J- you know, like Jada a Gallimimus? Just for clarity, would whatever name we put in there just be filled up with... So, like, it would have been a, a Joshosaurus. So, Josh... Or a, uh, or a Dinotops. <laughs> you were born in the month of November, mm-hmm. and your favourite colour is... Uh, well, apparently it's purple. either red or yellow, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it's going to be blue now, oh, okay. now that you've slighted me. And uh, see now, Josh. Josh has looked out. Your Joshiosaurus Rex. Uh huh. Fucking hell! Get I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be a, a Dinotops or a Dinoraptor. Well, let's find out. 
the, the, the favorite color is yellow. I was born in September. I'm a Deanleosaurus. Yeah, Josh's one is automatically the winner here. <laughs> so that's Josh Cheosaurus Rex. That there's a Cheo sound in the in the middle, right in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, Josh Cheosaurus Rex. Mm-hmm. Are they all separate names or just one big long name? Uh, cr- creativity decides that, Jade. I would I would hasten to say multiple names. So Josh Cheosaurus Rex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> If Josh, if you would like to take your name like off of it, because it's just like straight up your name in there. Yeah, it do, is. Do you do you want to be this hero, or you, shall we go with like Cheosaurus Rex? We can go with Cheosaurus Rex because I don't think Josh is going to. It sounds sounds quite meta me saying I don't think Josh is going to contribute much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking, like, do you want to be the hero's name, or do you want to take it off? Oh, we could take it off if it's okay. going if it's going to stifle the creativity. No, no, no. I'm I'm curious how because <laughs> I just all right. How about Cheosaurus Rex? All right, cool. For clarity's sake, I'm sorry, Josh. I no, spent no, no, all of fine. like two minutes googling that, and we just been off the main attraction. Okay, Cheosaurus Rex. Are we going with a dinosaur, or are we going to veer completely off? Because like there are a lot of dogs called Rex. Hmm. Do you want to make a dog hero though? No, that's they, just they, an they example. never normally end well. Normally, we lose uh, connection yeah, no, halfway no, no. through. We can't, we yeah. can't succumb to the dog curse again. No, I mean Rex. Like, what's it in Latin? That means like king or something. Does it? I think so. Do you want to maybe back that up with some research? Uh, I could do that for you. I'm doing it right now. A king. Sixteen tens from Latin Rex, a king related to. Uh, yeah, whatever. So yeah, it does mean king. Well, dang. All right. Because like, um, Tyrannosaurus Rex is like the, um, the horrible king or like the tyrant king or mm. some. That's excellent. I didn't know that. Um, what are the other two words' meanings then? Uh, Saurus is lizard. Mm-hmm. And, and Chio. Chio. Um, <laughs> it's just a syllable that's in there. I see. Chio, king of the lizards. Hmm. I mean, Chio kind of sounds like a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kinda I just sort of wondered if it had a meaning of its own. Um, So, k- King of the Lizards. I mean, technically, this doesn't mean it has to be a lizard. Like, I feel like we quite often take these names quite literally. We could we could go way off. Oh, I, I practically insist we go way off. Okay. Hmm. I request that we go way off. What if they are a king? Um, Well, maybe they... They used to be a lizard, but they're not anymore. Oh, like the the old one-two pris- uh, princess smooch. Mate? Well, here we go. Maybe it's not... <sighs> Do we want to stick with a princess smooch, though? I'm just saying that's an option for how they went from a lizard to a king. Well, maybe they're pretty angry about being changed back or being changed from a lizard into a human. Like, they were, they were just busy, like, screwing around ruling over all these lizards and then mm-hmm. suddenly they're they're human they're like what on what on earth is going on where's where are my uh loyal subjects you mean loyal subjects uh <laughs> they're lizards not snakes but but they still do this thing do do lizards do that i thought they kind of like Liz- had lizards those, have like, tongues dean yeah they go they go th- Gee, thanks, Josh. Um, I thought they had those like big squishy like lumpy tongues though it depends that's like more like geckos what if they still have a big lumpy 
tongue, though, that's sticky, that they can fight crime with. <laughs> okay. What if... It could be like um, like a Spider-Man kind of deal. Um, except bit, instead of being bitten by a radioactive spider, I had to force myself to say this. Not to say podcast. Instead of being bitten by Vance, they just like come into fruition. Maybe... The, Maybe they are like quite close to a, a big city then where they can swing using their tongue mm, from I building to building. I don't like any of that. I'm just going to be honest here. Put it in the bin. Yeah. Put it in the trash. Hmm. I liked what you were saying about them being a bit angry about being human. Mm-hmm. Like, we haven't done like a villain in a while. Just like straight up devoted an episode to a villain. I mean, it is Chiosaurus Rex. Yes. After in- all. In which case, I might have something. Go at, le- for at, it. at least to nibble on. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of dissecting the name. At the moment, I'm just giving them the name Chio. Mm-hmm. So say that they've been changed from a king into a lizard. Okay, that and way around. When, and if anyone was to see them, they would wreck stuff. Okay. So it would be Chio saw us <laughs> wrecks. <laughs> We've gone right back to literal again. <laughs> but I kind of like it. Literal in a way I refuse to anticipate. <laughs> oh my goodness. So they are constantly avoiding being seen. Is that correct? Yes. I think they're more of like a, just a, they're just a destructive villain. Like they don't really, I don't think they have much of a motivation as of yet. Other than they don't want to be seen in their current form. Mm-hmm. And when they do, they get quite angry and must wreck. So they're so like their pride has been like damaged so much that they just destroy things. Hmm. So walk me through this. We've got a little lizard skittering across, you know, hilariously as lizards do. And then what? A hero spots them and like calls them out. What happens then? Does this tiny lizard like transform into a person? That's a point, to, actually, yeah. to wreck stuff. I'm not sure if I was thinking of like some sort of Spider-Man lizard. You mean like um, Connors? Yeah. Yeah, the the one arm dude. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's how we have to take this then. If we want like a destructive presence, we need someone who can sort of mutate and someone who can transform. But maybe some element of being seen is responsible for that transformation. Maybe it could almost be like a, a sensitivity to light, almost. So how about this? So we've got this lizard that can speak, right? Mm-hmm. Tiny lizard. Yes, king king of the lizards. It's got a tiny yeah. crown and everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and we have a hero who comes along and is like, "Oh, I I see what your problem is. Yes, I've I've read this in all my stories. You just need a, a smoocheroonie from me." Yep. And so they smooch this lizard, and the lizard's like, "Yeah, heck yeah, I I could be an even better king." But instead of transforming into like a capable person who could then you know relocate their their lizard kingdom and look after them they've transformed into this as you said like a a connors-esque monstrosity right that's not quite lizard and not quite human and they're perhaps in pain because it's an awkward transformation Um, yeah more more werewolfy then yeah yeah and so you've got this hero that's like another job well done i've saved this (laughs) this lizard and the lizard's like no you fucked me up and here is our villain (laughs) Is there motivation that they need to try and kiss the hero again so they can yes. get turned back into a lizard? Yes. <laughs> sure. 
So like, so like they wouldn't want to be seen by any other heroes who, because, you know, it, it'd be the old, oh, it's a gross lizard creature. I have to beat it up. And they're like, no, no, you're not the hero I'm looking for. Just or, leave me alone. <laughs> could it maybe start that they need to fight? They're just going to go for any hero. Oh, because they think any hero can kiss them and yeah. swap them back. It's not their one true hero. <laughs> They're hunting for superheroes, but maybe one way they can bait superheroes is oh, by causing crime. <laughs> Sorry, I can just imagine them. It, I'm immediately jumping towards like an ending. I can just imagine Chiosaurus Rex finally like defeating the hero who kissed them. Mm-hmm. Kiss man, Ki- kind of holding them against the ground and hit. And Chiosaurus just saying, "My hero," and then kissing them. Yes, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> There we go. But then, wrap, wrap but up. not on the ground. Not on the ground. I must insist on them, like ho- holding them by the collar. You know, the, the scruff mm. in the air. Ooh, you know that yeah. kind of pose where a villain's like about to chuck the hero. Mm. If we're gonna do this though, if we're gonna go down down this avenue, we need uh, we need a reason why uh, the kissing hero wouldn't just kiss them and turn them back into a lizard. Like, are, are they a kissing hero, or are they just a hero who just happened to kiss a lizard? I like that option better. Uh, oh, and they don't realize that the kiss is what did it. No, no, no. They they would know. You wouldn't just randomly kiss a <laughs> lizard and be like, "Whoa, that! What a coincidence!" <laughs> I guess. Lizards no, I think I think it would be that this hero actually has their power doesn't have anything to do with kissing. They just came across this lizard that could speak, and being an earnest hero and having read lots of hero stories, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, I remember. You know that that one hero that that kissed um kissed a frog, like a frog prince, okay. and and they turned human. Maybe I could kiss a lizard prince, lizard king. Even that's even better. But then, like, I feel that. Aside from the anger, there's nothing really stopping Lizard King Ooh. from potentially explaining their situation and just being like, you know, just like sitting down in a Starbucks and saying, okay, listen. Um, okay, okay. I have a solution for that. Okay. Perhaps it's a delayed reaction. Perhaps the hero kisses the Lizard King and they, like, nothing happens. And they're like, oh, well, well, I'm sorry. It was worth a shot. And the hero leaves. And it's not until maybe the next day that the Lizard King is transformed. That's that's stronger. That would leave them quite angry because the hero would have no way of contacting the Lizard King. Mm-hmm. And Lizard King would be like, well, fuck, I need this fixed. They've just left me like this. They lied. They probably knew this was going to... You know when you're left alone with a problem and you go in circular thoughts because mm. there's no one oh, there yes. to stop you and correct you. Oh, yes. So they or... work themselves up into an anger. Or could. I just had another kind of little idea. Maybe... The hero does have kind of a, I'm not sure what the ability is, but like the kiss basically activates something that kind of, kind of, it's like, you know, there are some heroes who can like, Dean, you might, I'm not sure if it's in the first volume of, volume of Animal Man, but there's Bawana Beast. Yeah. Who can combine like two animals and turn them into some kind of weird hybrid. Okay. Yeah. So could you imagine like in order for this we're calling kissing hero for the moment just for like context. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But like, in order for them to beat another villain, they've kind of kissed this lizard to kind of bring them on their side, and they kind of like it could like meant to be maybe it's meant to be like a temporary transformation, and kind of like use them as a like a, a temporary ally. Oh, okay. And then, but what happens um, at the end? It's like, well, what happens to all of these like animals or like temporary allies after the hero's won and is left, like? Sometimes mm. the effects wear off, or sometimes they might just stick around. 
Mm-hmm. But then the hero doesn't, maybe the hero doesn't want any more to do with them and just fucks off, leaving a betrayed, new, angry, muscly uh, Chiosaurus Rex to figure out what the heck to do with their life. Mm. Or seek um, revenge or to fix themselves. So, so hold up, hold up. Uh, to to recap, mm-hmm. this hero is one that does actively go around transforming animals into people. Is that right? Yeah, it does sound a bit icky, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's I'm, not I'm necessarily. Not sure about... It's not necessarily the worst thing if you think of it as. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if you think of it as the hero takes animals, transforms them into like henchmen, essentially. Yeah. And then the animals have no awareness of it when they transform back because they're not intelligent creatures. That's the thing. It could yeah. be like that's the reason why they don't get trans. Like they can't get the hero back. It's maybe because they haven't really learned speech yet. Hmm. Well, the only reason I thought it could speak was so that it could. You could have the typical, "Hey, hey, mate, I'm actually, you know, you know, I'm actually a king. So you could kiss me, and I can transform." Oh yeah. Yeah. So we need to get from point A, which is Hero transforming animals into henchmen, to point B, wherein Hero kisses Lizard King. Well, because at um, the moment we've we've got this gap in between these two points that don't connect. Well, think about it this way: uh, you kiss one animal, you get one animal as a henchman. You kiss a king of lizards, you not only get the king, but you also get an entire uh, legion of lizards to do your bidding as well to help yes. you out solving crimes. So maybe um, there was quite a large threat that this that the kissing hero had to deal with, and going around you can only kiss so many stray dogs to help <laughs> beat up this uh this threat. Maybe it's a giant robot or something. I don't know. Um, what? It, okay, okay. I might have figured out the line between the two points. Go, go on. So fast forward to Lizard King has been a, a sort of person lizard hybrid for a, a while now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And they meet back up with the hero and the hero snaps and is like, they just end up explaining that they turn animals into henchmen all the time and the lizard was no different. But this lizard was the only one to exhibit intelligence while it was a henchman. It was the only one that didn't transform back. And it was the mm. only one that questioned its existence as, you know, this this weird hybrid. So... What ended up happening was the hero explained to this henchman, they were like, oh, well, you know, I, I kissed you because you were the Lizard King. Um, and you you've, you know the stories. It's, it's a very popular story. You, you, the dashing human kisses the, the uh, amphibian royalty and it transforms into a beautiful person. Um, that is a lie that they tell the Lizard King in their human form. Okay. But actually, what the Lizard King doesn't realize is that this hero has just been doing this to animals constantly, and they're not mm. special. The only thing special about them is that they learned to speak. A bit like Meowth, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. <laughs> um, so we've got this dilemma now of, is the Lizard King angry at the hero for deceiving them? Or are they angry at them for leaving them in that state? I guess I'm trying to figure out, because I've made this hero quite villainous now. Mm. I don't want them to be. We, we were kind of aiming more towards a villain, weren't we? At the start of the episode. It's fine. Mm. It's fine. We I can mean, have a villain. It's, and it's cool to just have kind of like a 
a villain with understood motives tend to be the strongest one. Yeah. Mm. So the villain is actually the hero, and the villainous thing is that they keep. It's basically animal cruelty. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> animal henchmen, left, right, and center. Or just irresponsibly using their power. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is the big thing, and then um, you have this mixture of angers in Chiosaurus Rex. Because that's their name, remember that? Um, and of course, they're now trying to get um, revenge, trying to find a way to turn themselves back into a tiny lizard. Um, I mean, this is quite interesting as well, because you could even go down like a scientific route. Maybe they end up trying to raid science labs in order to reverse lizard themselves, you know? Yeah. So um, I, I think this would all, like, all their investigating into how to transform back would lead them up to what you suggested, Josh, where they have this big fight once they finally find the hero again. You know, hoist them up right before they're about to be defeated and be like, my hero, kiss them. And that's when the hero's like, what were you expecting? What are, what are you, the frog mm. prince? You're not going to change back. And that's when uh, Chio is like, fuck, everything I thought was going to happen didn't happen. That's when they find out the truth. So where, where do we go from there then? Oh, he sets up... They set up their own kingdom of lizards on Lizard Island. Uh, that was... <laughs> that's an abrupt exit. I was thinking more, how can we twist this around into a weird Chio kissing hero romance? <laughs> you, you want a romance? In the name of pride! <laughs> I don't think there's going to be a romance... Unfortunately, Aww. I don't see because I had the idea of throughout all of this, who's going to be there for Chiosaurus Rex, King of Lizards, then their queen. I, I, I want the queen to be a character in this. I want the queen to be like just like a tiny lizard, perhaps um, staying close by, whether that's on the shoulder or just on the front lines, you know. Dean, Dean's been watching the House Training Dragon three trailer, so you know, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, we need a female lizard. We need, we need this. It, it's got to have eyelashes." Uh, is Chiosaurus Rex like really spiky? But the <laughs> queen is just smooth, s- smooth baby smooth, <laughs> baby smooth. Well, no, they can both be like those thorny dragon things. Ha! How about that? Fuck you, gender roles. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Oh, Dean. Okay, go on. Go on with, with your, your queen idea. Go on. All, all I wanted was just like a little tiny queen sidekick almost. That just, I like. That's better. <laughs> you know, just a tiny not, queen on their shoulder. Yeah, pretty much. Just be like, are you okay, your majesty, darling? <laughs> and the, the Chiosaurus Rex is like, oh, I'm so angry. Ah, but How can that, they do this to me? But that insinuates that the queen can speak. Maybe all the royalty can speak, but... Um, but no, because we decided that it's not royalty. We have you have to make a decision whether they are actually a king or not. I think they should become a king. I think so. I think they might have just been a normal lizard at yes. the start. Like that's what the hero tells them when when they have their big kiss moment. They're like, "You're not like a, what? What you think you're a royal lizard? <laughs> that's oh preposterous." Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. So that, like they've been duped. But like you say, Josh, they could embrace the role of royalty be- become a king to their their lizard populace does that mean the lizards uh the queen's just a really dumb lizard that yes. is just like a pair <laughs> yeah <laughs> like one of those like but they can crowns. communicate somehow well, they, could, they could probably still speak lizard yeah 
but obviously in a, in a comic we'd we'd have that in you know a little little green speech bubble with oh, I was gonna words say yeah. for the reader to understand <laughs> and they have one of those like tiny you know the crowns with like the little round bit in the middle the fabric in the middle one of those like the the puffy fabric in the middle the the crown that looks like a cupcake yeah <laughs> that's the be- better way of describing it okay we need some um we need some meat in this story like can we pursue like we've got like this sort of ending or this like big arc ending where like part two the sequel will occur afterwards well i thought the lizard uh sorry chio was just gonna take like after they find out the truth they're like well i am i am a king though i've made myself into a king they take their lizard brethren off to this island like you said (laughs) (laughs) i i you, you should know this by now. 60% of my ideas are just bullshit. No. <laughs> I didn't like it when you first said it because I was like, maybe maybe this could turn around. Maybe they could convince, like maybe the hero could change their mind. But no, maybe that's a good way of ending it. So you'd need to, you need to get to that point. So let's go way back. Yeah. Um, the hero has tr- used their power. How do, how do they use their power? Do they just like touch an animal and it changes? Kiss. It's got to be a kiss. I insist. Mm. I think I don't think it has to be a kiss, but I did like imagine at one point the hero is they're going through quite a large battle and they're going through all these different animals as henchmen and then they like fall to the ground exhausted and they open their like they're laying on their side and they just open their eyes blearily and just ahead of them is a little a little little lizard. Mm. And they're like, You're my last hope and then they just, and they're just, they're, just little They're just and because obviously, you know, like they're so exhausted they can't move their hands. And they just think, well, this is the only way that I can do it. And they just give them a yeah. little smooch just right on there. Yeah, and they I like that. The henchmen that they need. Okay. So they did kiss them. Okay. Yes. And that is perhaps why uh, Chia would figure out, like, oh, it's because I'm I'm king of the lizards. That's why I was transformed by the kiss. Or, like, maybe um, under their breath, the, kiss, the, the kissing hero, once again, for context, could almost reference the whole kissing of the yeah. frog stuff. Like yeah. you know, they're not exactly a prince, but mm. yeah, I like that. Kind of That's really good. Okay, what happens? We need some meat in the middle, though. Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. we're getting to it. We <laughs> we keep just adding more meat to our start and end instead of the middle. We've we've honed that now. We've polished that. Yes. Um, but now they're like, okay, I'm a big muscly. Um, do they do they defend the hero then in this fight and then beat up a villain? I th- well. Think of it like um, the start of a film where um, Last Hope, like, oh, my prince. And then the the second wind in this fight happens where the big muscly lizard dude mm-hmm. beats up the, the big old threat. And then, you know, that's that. And then uh, Kissing Hero, like, thanks them and whatnot. With the knowledge that they know that they'll turn back into a lizard soon. They fly mm. off or leave or whatever. Everyone yeah, they're just cheers. like, you won't remember this tomorrow. Mm. Everyone cheers and follows the flying hero. Mm-hmm. Leave. Uh, Chiosaurus Rex is kind of left there with themselves, just kind of like, okay. Imagine but there's f- that they don't speak for that first sort of scene. Mm. No, no, no. Like no, they no. develop intelligence. That's what I was thinking. Like, they, like maybe they could try and like we could almost do like a little time lapse of them trying to learn to. Mm. Like come into terms with the fact that they are now. They might be like this forever. They try and ask people for help, but instead they kind of just like hiss or kind yeah. of. I want to say raw, but 
lizards don't roar. No. So they just kind Some of like Some of them kind of like squeaky squawks. Yeah, they they scream. I've I've seen lizards scream. Mm. Oh. So imagine like an 8-foot lizard screaming in your face. Yeah. <laughs> and that and that kind of attracts heroes thinking that, you know, Oh my god, there's a mutant on the streets. Yeah, yeah. Get him. And they're and harassing they, people. Yeah, so they're trying to beat up this lizard and they, so um, Chio just keeps on kind of retreating to places and they're just like, okay, well now I'm just going to, you know, that that's what kind of motivates them to read. So they can try mm. and, like, they could just like kind of like try and scream help or something. Yeah. Which, oh, which, god. Oh, <laughs> god. But then like they try and get become more eloquent and stuff. I mean... I'm not sure how eloquent we want to make them throughout the whole series, but... Um, Should we say that they get lonely and start gathering lizards in one place as well, was, then? It's yeah. going to be like a, a whole like Catwoman kind of deal, isn't it? Yeah, I don't want it to be in a sewer, though. That's two Dr. Connors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I always... I, I imagine this to take place sort of almost like in Southeast Asia, sort of Kuala Lumpur, where there's like these big cities, but surrounding it is like this quite rural... Um, foresty areas as well, so hmm. they might retreat into these into these forests, into these like rivers, ditches, um, farmlands, and there they can sort of build their quote unquote kingdom. It could perhaps end up. Have you heard of the place that's like Rat City, London, where they they have like a whole temple <laughs> where they worship rats? And... Oh, in um, India, yeah, yeah, um, and there's like. It kind of makes you a bit a bit grossed out when you first see it, but like it's heaving with rats, and they they look after them, but like the, you know they they're not grossed out by it, and so you could end up with like this lizard temple. Hmm. I like the lizard temple, and like maybe um, people start showing up at the lizard temple. Maybe maybe like there's like this a- this could be perhaps how Chio becomes a hero in their own way. In in their search for a way to turn back into a regular lizard, they it it could be like um, you know a lot of those manga that we tend to read where it has like person that needs help of the week. Yeah, and it's not necessarily by saving them from a villain. There's lots of helping the little guy kind of moments. Mm. Well, perhaps um, Chiosaurus Rex could also help people. Who they know might be able to help them. Yeah, yeah. So they're saving like teachers. They're saving like vets. Mm. They're saving like a very specific slice of the population that might be able to help them become not become human, but uh, help aim towards that goal. What? So they want to become human, or do you mean become lizard? Become lizard. Uh, become lizard. Excuse me. There's so many <laughs> species fly- flying around. <laughs> so we've got uh, Chio. Gets kissed, becomes henchman, is yep. dumb and abandoned and very confused. Mm-hmm. Starts wandering around the, the populated area trying to get help, but yep. is not very communicative, so yep. needs to learn. Goes into wilderness, gathers lizards. <laughs> they are they are lonely. One lizard is particularly enamored, and so they become queen lizard. It's a typical like hero's rise, you know. But I shouldn't say become. It should be a case of like Chio is so wrapped up in this idea that they are actually a lizard king that mm. one of the lizards is particularly, you know, um, amorous. So they're like, oh, you must be my queen. Yes, yes, I remember mm. you. Like they they convince themselves. Can you say that like a lizard king, please? Uh, say what? 
the, the thing about like you must be my queen. Ah, uh, you must be my queen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yes, that's I missed you. <laughs> they, yeah. You, you you can voice it in the animated <laughs> I will voice the lizard king. Great. Nice to meet you. I'm sorry. Nice to meet you. I'm Chio. Um so Chio now has a temple full of lizards and they keep rescuing people who coincidentally are able to help them such as teachers and linguists and vets and maybe even a fucking lizard specialist just by real pure coincidence. Well, I was um, another thing I was going to say is maybe they have, like, a human friend. Yes. Um, who could be, like, a scientist. Mm-hmm. Like, more like a biologist. Perhaps we could spin this in a way and say, like, they're not, like, a zoologist or a herpetologist or anything like that. You know, just, oh, biology. That I know that's important. I'll save you. And it's like, actually, I specialize in, uh, like, fungus that's okay. Sure. But um, Chiosaurus is like, no, you help, you help me, and they're like, um, oh yeah, you could like that could be literally how they say it, like you help me do, yeah, fix thing, fix problem, you fix problem. And they're like, oh, do you have like a fungal infection? I can take a look at that. <laughs> I can't really do much else for your this this deal mm. for your scales. I like that. Um, so we're at this point. How do so so do like. We also have heroes that try and beat them up and they narrowly escape. Mm-hmm. How do they find Kissing Hero again? Maybe um, there's... Because there's lots of lizards uh, in this temple, it sort of attracts other animals as well. Maybe there's uh, a few birds who feed on the lizards. Maybe mm-hmm. there's a few um, like various predators. What I'm trying to say is it's a little bit of a hub okay. for animals. But maybe one of these birds, uh, they roost in the the temple but they also fly out to the city what if kissing hero uh, transforms another animal mm-hmm. maybe they create like a giant muscly pigeon or something <laughs> can i try and pitch something else go yeah. i've been trying to think about might go down not, not a tragic route but could um chio actually get quite comfortable as a humanoid lizard yes i'd like that i was thinking that as well and effectively, where our my hero scene comes in is that Chio has gone so hard on kissing Hero that eventually they... So let's say they're in the middle of their temple, like it's all been totally torn to shreds. Like there could be a couple of animals like strewn about from where kissing heroes try to make henchmen. Mm-hmm. And like Chio's looking around and just sees that all of their populace are kind of afraid of them. Hmm. Like... Like what, like how, like brutal they really are. Like before now, they might have actually seen their king as like this quite not eloquent hero, um, like a, a like a gentle carer. Yes, like you know they've they've given them this massive temple to live in. They're living mm. in quite in harmony, but now it's been rocked by this kissing hero. Chio kind of sees how scared their populace is mm. and how kind of monstrous they've become. Mm. So when they say my hero, it's almost like oh. You've made me realize what I'm actually doing. My hero, they kiss <laughs> them and they turn back into a lizard. Do they? You you want them to turn back into a lizard? I, I think I might want them to go back as a lizard. Huh. I'm not sure. What, what, what did you guys want for an ending for them? Couldn't it possibly be the whole... Um, it might be a slight cliche, but like 
I always find it interesting when you have a monstrous looking character who's actually exemplary of being like a gentle, caring person. Oh, beast. Yes. <laughs> Swamp thing. Yes. yes. You know, but like, I guess we could do it in a way that's like, instead of them transforming back, perhaps their demeanor transforms. So they're like, I've been so selfishly thinking about what form I should take and how, you know, I, I guess this is quite a metaphor for like um, being unhappy with the body you have and, and things like that. But like, they could be like, oh, um, I'm, I'm so unhappy with what you've done to my body and this isn't who I am and stuff. Mm. Mm. So the question is, do they transform back but retain all their intelligence and continue looking after the temple? Like, how would they do that as a teeny tiny lizard? Mm. I've got an idea for that. We let the listeners decide. <laughs> no! We always do this and no one, no one ever replies. No, no, we can't. I, I can't be left this unsatisfied uh, with, with this story. Um, I, want, I want them to um, turn back into a very smart lizard. Okay. And they scurry back to the temple, but they have that ability to sort of rouse the troops. Like, they still have power. And they Can still they still have... communicate with people? I think so. I'd I like think if they be... could keep communicating mm. with like the the friends that they made, like the biologists and whatnot. I think yeah. I think that's got to be a thing as well. Yeah. And instead of being mainly human, a little bit lizard, they turn into mainly lizard, a little bit human. Could it perhaps be then that they do the my hero kiss thing, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work at first? Okay. So like they're like. Wait, why didn't it? You were supposed to change me back. This was supposed to work. That's when the hero explains, like, no, you're not. You're not special. Like, I changed all these other animals. Blah blah blah. We do the thing that we explained. I don't know. Go go back half an hour and listen to that. But then they explain to this hero, like, what they've built here and how much they care, and also how unhappy they are in this body that this hero that, has forced on good. them. And then the hero gets to act like a hero. Yeah, the hero gets to be responsible and actually you know acknowledge that they've done something wrong and treated this this person terribly and change them back into the body that they belong in right i like that that's it we gotta end the episode (laughs) okay (laughs) thank you all so much for listening to us uh make a tragic lizard um who's also king uh if you want to support us then all you need to do is you well it's not all you need to do you can do other bits um you can leave us an iTunes or podcasting platform review. Whatever username you leave, we will churn through the Hero Maker and give you a hero. So you could be something Osaurus Rex. <laughs> you could be Jackosaurus Rex. And really stretch those uh, imaginations of ours. I mean, this one did a pretty good job of that already. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah. Or you can um, get hold of us on Twitter, BBR underscore podcast. Uh, Every Wednesday, we'll post up um, little illustrations and maybe go a bit deeper into our recommendations. We we tend to add a few little pepper with a few more sentences. Because obviously, Mm -hmm. it's a visual medium. We like to try and make it even (laughs) semi-visual. And, I mean, one way of doing that is every Friday, Jade will be doing a beautiful illustration of the hero. Look forward to some smooching lizards. (laughs) Oh, boy. Are you going to draw the Lizard Queen as well? yeah probably yes then all that's left for me to say is that you've been bitten by a, there's no s sound in the, our name so what about you've pod- been bitten by a radioactive podcast 
I'm. You literally just used an S sound. Yeah. Oh. Podcast. I'm Dean the Dumbass McKnight. I'm Jade Sarson. And I'm Josh <laughs> Randall. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll, I, I have to take that. Good night, everybody. Good whatever, everybody. So long. <laughs> <laughs>